back to school season is here, and it comes with a host of stressors and anxieties for both parents and grandparents and our young people alike. Um, and so uh, all of us are uh, certainly uh, gearing up uh, with regards to this, and this is a big week. Uh, bedtimes become more strict. Separation anxiety is looming, um, and academics, uh, the pressures of that are certainly uh, there for a new school year for many. And so just a little bit of planning with our young people can make such a smooth transition uh, for uh, it's not only the child but also the uh, caregivers of the family. And so we know that anxiety is normal and certainly understand what's important for us as parents and grandparents to acknowledge that. Um, and there, we know there are many causes of this, Ray. Uh, for many, it's a new school. Um, you know, they may have moved or they're going from middle school to high school or from grade school to middle school. Lots of concerns with regards to that that a child may harbor uh, within them. And so it's so important to be able to have those conversations. Uh, academic struggles, there may have been some concerns in the past, uh, and they're worried about that. Uh, and their personal struggles, uh, we know that this is such a challenging time in their lives. I certainly uh, would struggle to be young again at this age group as I deal with what I deal with in the office with regards to relationships and stress, depression, uh, those kinds of things. So things are very different these days. I know you're talking about bullying and how important uh, it is to identify uh, the bullier and the person being bullied uh, because it's a huge concern for our young people. Mental health concerns. A lot of these kids are coming from some challenging situations, um, and they themselves uh, may have some concerns with a family history of anxiety or depression. It's so really important uh, for us to, uh, to have a sense of this. And parents can help ease that transition back to school by recognizing and just bringing up uh, and talking about emotions, feelings, um, and attempting to really stay positive as they approach uh, this new school year. Yeah, and a couple of the things I really wanted you to dive into was one, the nutrition aspect, and then the sleep aspect, because that's so important going forward. And obviously not that the anxiety and the mental health and the physical activity, that is very much so. But when you're talking about kids coming off a summer season, right, Debbie? Nutrition is going to change for them as they're getting back to school, more structured nutrition. And then the sleep is so important for their day-to-day education Monday through Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly summertime is a different uh, potential situation when it comes to nutrition, but we know and studies are strong. Uh, the kids perform better in school, they focus better, and they have more energy when they've got food in their system and when they have nutritious food in their system. So, you know, it's nice to start a week or two before, a month before, and gearing them up with getting used to having something before they head out the door for breakfast. Um, and so, uh, you know, again, if it's a granola bar, uh, if it's uh, something that they can do, dry cereal, uh, cereal with milk, something, uh, protein also becomes very important. And so I review with my adolescents and young people, you know, what's an example of protein? So we talk about hard-boiled eggs, a cheese stick, Greek yogurt, uh, peanut butter, great source, uh, especially if we are in a hurry. Uh, and as you mentioned, the sleep cycles, really important uh, when we are young uh, for many, many reasons as we feed the brain, we rest the brain, we grow, all those reasons why uh, it is very, very important to make sure these kids get on some kind of a schedule, uh, negotiating the phone in the room. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations as we've been doing back-to-school physicals 
uh, with regards to even the light that comes from a computer or a phone that can disrupt our sleep. Um, and so really negotiating that. You see where they now have um, a bag where the phones go in the bag at school um, so as not to disrupt the process. Uh, but think about the plan that you have at home uh, that everybody respects so that our young people can get what they need with regards to sleep. Uh, when we go back to nutrition, Ray, we talk about uh, fruits, grains, veggies, protein, and low-fat dairy. Each of the drinks that have sugar in them uh, for 12 ounces has about 10 teaspoons of sugar in some of the drinks that we uh, mm. uh, can see these kids drinking. One can of pop can raise our risk for obesity by 60% um, that we really want to try to avoid our fruit juices. We know that fruit juices in an early stage of life, life put kids at risk for obesity and soda and desiring all those sweet drinks later on uh, by large, large numbers. So very important to know what our kids are taking in when it comes to uh, uh, drinking. I always ask about their drink of choice. We talk about that and making sure that they know what the healthy options are. With us is Dr. Debbie Play, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General, back to school. And a lot of times, Debbie, people uh, will associate anxiety with like nervousness, walking around the kitchen. I'm nervous about seeing these students. Nobody's in my class, blah, blah, blah. But anxiety can take on a lot of different faces, right? When we talk about these children going back to school and you may see a change in their health, whether it's hiding in the room or whether it's lack of appetite like you were talking about. And it's important for us parents, and I thought you'll go down this road when we talk about mental health issues, to pay attention to these kids. Of course, 12 months a year, but here in the next month or so, there's going to be anxiety, new teams, new classmates, new teachers. Right, absolutely. Uh, and so for us as parents or grandparents, so important to be in tune and having those conversations, you know, avoiding the yes, no answers. Uh, did you have a good day? Yes. Doesn't tell us a whole lot. You know, trying to get some substance. What did you do today? Uh, Who did you play with? Um, you know, what did you study? Those kinds of things. And so really trying to connect. And you know, Ray, I often um, recommend as we do these well visits uh, with our young people, family dinners. I recognize that there's a lot going on with sports and activities after school, but really important to try and sit down a few times a week and connect with our young people. Uh, oftentimes, those signs that you mentioned can really come to the surface, and it can become apparent that we've got a concern. And you're right. It can be lack of appetite. It can be weight loss. It can be lack of sleep, stomach aches, headaches. We see those frequently uh, in our young age group to have those conversations to really figure out what this might be related to. Um, so it's really important to have those conversations uh, when we might be seeing mild to moderate signs uh, that may not look, as you say, uh, with the pacing or the trembling, the things we might anticipate with anxiety. It might be something physical that really needs to be discussed. Um, and it needs to be handled fairly quickly. Dr. Plate, let's let's talk about sleep here for a moment because a lot of these uh, uh, students, these, these kids are going back to school. Their sleeping habits change during the summer. I think it's easy for parents, guardians, grandparents to throw like melatonin and maybe some sleep aids at these kids to get them to go to sleep. And I don't know, and, and obviously I'm not a doctor, if that's right or wrong or maybe to a degree it's okay, but... Help out everybody listening this morning if we're having a tough time getting these kids to get in bed. And let's say uh, school night time is 830 and 
they're still flopping around in bed at 9, 9, 15. What are some helpful aids in that area? Well, I think preparation is really uh, it's significant and routine. It's important. And so getting that routine going as soon as possible, talking about it so that it becomes normal uh, to make that transition from summer to fall. Uh, we know that these kids really uh, find that their sleep is so critical for young minds, directly impacting happiness, uh, alertness, attention, positive performance, mood, resiliency, vocabulary acquisition, remembering, you know, words and what's going on in school, very important. Learning and memory, really, really. even in our toddlers, uh, we see uh, performance and uh, how they interact with others being very much related to sleep. And so, you know, getting into an early routine uh, and making it routine for everybody at home. So role modeling that as parents and grandparents, very, very important. Um, and so, then, so that they know what to expect. Kids do well when we forecast. And so forecasting, planning, and getting into routines, really, really important. Because these kids should be averaging, you know, typically minimum of seven to eight hours, and many would uh, argue up to 10 hours uh, a night. And so, you know, having rules about phones and computers in the room, TVs in the rooms, very, very important. Dark rooms, a lot of uh, parents have curtains that are, uh, you know, shutting out the light, which come, becomes very important. But the better we sleep, the better we perform, and the better we do, even socially, um, and when we talk about sleep in school.